2: You're listening to the Dana and Parks Podcast on KMBZ.
3: Hey! We got the band back
2: together. All in the same room. I'm so happy to see you guys. Hello, everyone. I get very happy when I'm back around my people. Welcome back. It's good to be back. Got up at uh, 3.30 this morning, hopped in an Uber, went to the airport. What airport did you fly out of? Uh, (laughs) Gulfport Biloxi has probably one of the last (laughs) uh, tiny easy in and out airports in you the get country the plane
3: where there's two seats on one side yeah. and one seat on the other little, side little
2: puddle jumper yeah. to your destination um and you know i'm just it's so lovely to come back to kansas city and this brand new airport i say it every time i land i'm thinking the old airport and then you you know start taxiing, and it's like oh oh that's all shiny and new i'm mm-hmm. gonna go in there
3: <laughs> don't mind if i do i'm gonna buy
2: food i don't want uh so no it was good i almost made a horrifying is error it, is it direct no There's always a layover almost made a horrifying error uh, on the turnstile this morning. At, I mean, I've been up since three thirty this morning to get my bag. I picked up the black Samsonite and I looked and Uh for a second I was like, yeah, that's it. And then I stopped and I did what Dana very rarely does. I just took a breath. I unzipped the top of it. I saw a pair of shoes and I thought, yeah, I shoved my shoes in there. Last thing last night. But those are not my shoes. I unzipped it a little bit further and now I'm in someone else's bag. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I put that bag back up and around the turnstile, here comes Chris's bag. I took his Samsonite. And I got very lucky because I took my correct bag.
3: Have you ever gotten to a destination where your luggage was not there?
2: I have been with friends who have had that happen. And the That's last time it, yeah, it was in Cancun when it happened. Um, and then someone right in front of me almost took my bag once. And I thought he was being like a gentleman pulling it off the turnstile to hand it to me and I went and he goes oh my God that's not my bag so was the
4: bag's true owner present when you returned it to the turnstile no I was okay. so embarrassed <laughs> I, 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 I thought
2: oh God they're gonna see me and think I'm rifling for drugs or well, something where, where, where were they I don't know that it you know the bags had been coming around for a while huh. anyway I love that we,
3: we were in, we were in Venice in 1999 I think it was yeah. there is Well, there are few other more sinking feelings than watching the the baggage turnstile, right? Yeah. Or whatever you call it. Uh, And then, like, there's one more bag, and then you look around, and you're the only guy standing around anymore. Right. And then it just stops. And
2: there's nothing there. And you're like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh-oh. Like, is there a large item pickup somewhere that I've missed? (laughs) Oh, there's nothing worse.
3: We were in Italy. We were in Venice, Italy. And um, the the little conveyor belt it just stopped, and I'm like, I do not see my bag. Uh, it is the it is a sinking feeling. My bag was in Vienna, Austria. Oh God, missed it by a little bit. If you I was out of the
2: country without a bag, it's over. You know me, I wouldn't even know where to go. Well, we just went to the hotel.
3: I mean, I had my wallet. I have my backpack. Good. So this is why I when 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 I travel, especially internationally, yeah, I always pack. An extra toothbrush in my in my backpack. Good for my, you. My carry-on. Uh, an extra pair of shorts and a T-shirt. Good for you. One one day's worth of clothing.
4: Got to have an EDC, man. Got to have
3: an ready. EDC. I'm, I'm the Dan Weinbaum of air travel. You never know. That's right.
2: Speaking of Dan Weinbaum, we are celebrating a very special anniversary today, and we acknowledge our anniversaries in this town because they are longer and more fabulous when it comes to journalism than in almost any other town.
4: Sometimes we acknowledge them from out of state, but
2: duly noted. Happy anniversary, (laughs) Sam and Scott, as we start our 13th year this year. Dan Weinbaum today has been covering the news in Kansas City for 20 years. Well, I'll be damned. Now, I had never even thought about keeping track of my Kansas City date. I would have to go back and look. The day I started at Channel 5, I know that it was in late April or the first week of May because it was right after Jack was born, but I don't know my actual cans <laughs> February
0: 1st, yeah. I arrived from Albuquerque, January 31st, moved in and started at Channel 9 on February 1st,
2: Congratulations. That is incredible. And you, and, and you know this, Dan, you're not even like in the top third tier of, of <laughs> journalists who have been here like you look at like Karen Cornacki or Busby. I mean, there there are people Long in this Morks. town that have been there forty years.
0: Exactly. When I showed up, uh, many of them had been there thirteen, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five years already. Yeah. And I'm, <laughs> I'm in my early thirties, thinking that I'm you know I'm grown up and I know what I'm doing. And I look around, I'm like, wow, I'm the young one here.
2: Yep. But twenty years is something to be celebrated. And I hope someone bought you a bike in a box or a gold watch or at least something for lunch.
0: (laughs) Thank you very much. We we are
2: always glad to have you reading our news from what was it yesterday? Knife, purse, Coca-Cola. Manual
4: jabs neck. Manual
2: jabs I mean, that that sounds like a horror movie. It does. (laughs) You make me laugh, Dan. Thank you. Thank you. And congratulations. And thank you. Okay. Uh, Fabulous voice
4: thank you my name is Jen weinbaum and you're not uh neville miller celebrated 10 years at kmbc recently
3: yeah
2: we've got a lot of those i just saw where, that
4: where did where did neville miller celebrate that anniversary
3: kbc 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 Uh the federal reserve today sent a tepid signal that it is done raising interest rates but made it clear it is not ready to start cutting, with a March move lower increasingly unlikely. Uh, in a substantially charged statement that concluded the central bank's two-day meeting this week, the Federal Open Market Committee removed language that it indicated a willingness to keep raising interest rates until inflation had been brought under control and was on its way toward the Fed's 2% inflation goal. So the Fed came out today. Yeah. They are not raising interest rates at the moment. Okay, and how is Wall Street responding? S and P's up fifty three, and I'll check on the Dow here in just a second.
2: All right. Speaking of your money, at some point today, we are going to break down the um, astronomically rising costs of tickets to go watch the Chiefs play San Francisco in Vegas. It's over ten thousand. It is now over ten. 10- Thousand dollars and I know if you're going to the game and you're lucky enough to go, you probably already have your flights, you already have your tickets, but if there's anyone out there, like, last minute, like, oh, we should just go and see if we could get tickets. $10,000, and that's not for a pair, that's for, no, that's one, for one ticket. No,
3: they, 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 they're selling packages right now that include hotel, you know, ground transportation, all that stuff, over
4: $12,000 per person. Well, the rumor is is that if you want to park for a day anywhere in Vegas, it's going to
2: cost you upwards of 300 bucks. Hello, Uber. <laughs> Man, I want, I, Hello, walking. Like, as bad as I would want to go, oh, and no. I'm not, No, just so you know, but Chris will be there. I think Channel 9 sending, like, more you're, than a you're dozen people. You're not going people. to the Super Bowl? No, because— Over, under on this, Sam, please? Well, a couple things. I do not need to be going to Vegas right now for a variety of reasons— um, a little short on the ching-ching, are yeah, we? Yeah, just coming back from Biloxi. I mean, I did spend some money in Biloxi. And so it's alluring to have the free hotel room for several days. I'm like, ooh. Tr- trigger the addiction one. Free bit? room in Vegas. Free room in Vegas. That's not counting flight. That's not counting meals. That's not counting, you know. But, but here's what I will tell you.
3: And one thing Vegas won't do is lower the prices on no, Super Bowl weekend.
2: No. I have been to one Super Bowl where Jack and I were lucky enough to sit in the stands last year. And then I went to the Super Bowl in Miami just for the fan experience and did not go into the game. It was so much fun just being down there that I'm here to tell you if you just want to go to Vegas and join in the fan experience that the NFL puts on, it'll be the best weekend of your life. You don't have to go into that stadium. There there are Chiefs bars that will be designated chiefs fans bars mm-hmm. it's one of the most fun weekends i ever had in miami and we didn't go anywhere near the game
4: now the average is now over ten thousand dollars but the spread is getting bigger the cheapest ticket has dropped fifteen hundred dollars <laughs> really yeah you can <laughs> yes. get row six section 327 upper deck for but how much are the 6, flight, Sam? So
2: flights are priced seven eight hundred bucks this close to the super bowl Anyway, I'm just saying, you can go and have the time of your life and not go to the game. Don't you remember I ended up on, on Fox Sports Sunday with uh, Jimmy Johnson and with uh, Tony Gonzalez was there, and I had my my pom-pom and I was jumping up and down? I ended up on their broadcast. I don't, I don't remember that oh at all. Oh, my God, Scott, I've got um, still shots of it. Uh,
4: so I just looked up flights to Vegas, and, of course, the dates around the Super Bowl were already plugged into the system, The cheapest that you can get if you are willing to travel over the course of one day and four hours, uh, I'm assuming that's many layovers, is $474.
2: Flights are going to be astronomical. No way. But if you want to make a weekend of it, man, all of the big sports broadcasts are live and right there. And and you know what? Gronk will be there. Aaron Andrews is there. And and you know where they end up being broadcast into? My living room. Well, I know. But there's something about being down there. It really is (sighs) so much fun, Scott. The people watching.
3: Oh, I'm sure the people watching is incredible. Is incredible. Yeah. Nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. Five eight six seven seven nine eight. Dana Wright, Sam Stevie the third. My name is Scott Parks. Here on KMBZ.
2: So We have a lot of conversations on this program about what to do with the uninsured driver, with the uh, stale license plate registration and tag, with stolen cars. And I found this story um, while I was down visiting my parents. And I would like to learn more about the company that's doing this and see if it's something that we would like to see here if... (laughs) you think this would help crack down on the problems that we have here with all of those um, issues that I just mentioned, okay? So cracking down on uninsured drivers and stolen cars is at the heart of a new partnership that the city of Biloxi entered into this week with a company called Securix. And you can look this up later. It's S-E-C-U-R-I-X. And quite frankly, it looks like a a red light camera to me. Uh, Their council voted 4 to 2 to approve an agreement with this company to install cameras all along the busy highways that will read license plates and quote fine drivers who are not insured Did you say find or fine Fine and find but okay. this says fine Okay Now here's the problem This company had previously entered into a partnership with another city And that partnership ended after months of controversy when, you can guess this before I say it, drivers who had insurance were falsely targeted and sent fines. Uh, The other city launched a class action lawsuit. Partnership was terminated. And the first question I had when I saw that they were going to do this was, with our red light cameras, we saw this. You might know that a car with your license plate, Scott, ran that red light at 223 on a Thursday. Right. You don't know who's behind the wheel that was the exactly red light right. runner. That's exactly the right. The difference with insurance, correct me if I'm wrong, insurance goes with the car, not the driver. So would it matter who's driving? The insurance travels with the car, not with the driver. I'm not sure about that. Yes, So if I'm driving your car, yes, and I
3: get into a wreck, yes, you're responsible, not me.
2: That's why every single insurance agent will tell you: be very careful to whom you loan your car. Hmm. So in that, so if I, if
3: I wreck your car.
2: You're responsible for that? Insurance goes with the car, Hmm. not with the driver. Now, if you kill somebody, they're going to come after you. Sure,
3: of course.
2: But but I think the insurance goes through the car. And if I'm wrong, tell us on the text line, I'm almost positive Uh that is correct. That's why you always tell your teenagers, don't be letting one of your buddies borrow your car.
3: Right. Uh, I I am always weary of these stories uh, where cameras are being used to issue the fines, where there's no real... I don't I don't mean to I'm not speaking derogatorily. There's no real legwork for the cops. Where we can just post cameras up here and we got you going through a red light or right. we got you going 65 and a 55 or whatever if if it's the turnpike and they're taking a picture of your license plate sending you a bill. Well, it's your car that they're billing. They're not billing you. Per se. Per se. I guess they really are. The
2: fine, by the way, for not having auto insurance, and this is the problem, the way our system is set up, Scott, is $100. How do they know? Because it would come back Mm -hmm. to the car.
3: Yeah, but my my auto insurance is on a six-month time
4: period. Well, for example, uh, fun fact, actually, you can pull up your insurance if you don't have proof of it in the state of Kansas. If you have a Kansas-licensed vehicle, they can see if your car is insured through their computer system. And so if that is directly in connection Uh. to these cameras and they pull your plate and they see all of a sudden, well, wait a minute, you know, Mm -hmm. this guy's specific plate doesn't have any insurance tied to it. Uh, By the way, unless it is specifically designated otherwise, meaning you have, like, uh, extended rental car insurance, or any something like that, it follows the car, not you. It does follow the car. Correct. Okay. All right.
3: Telephone number heres seven nine eight five eight six seven seven nine eight. How do they know who's driving the car?
2: If the insurance goes with the car, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. If it's a stolen car, then we're right back to square one. Well, yeah, the car's stolen, but I wasn't driving it when you... Mm-hmm. How You would be able to identify if it's in a system a car was stolen. You're not going to be able to identify who's driving the stolen car, are you? And for $100 in a fine, won't most people just say, I'm going to roll the dice and pay the fine? That's cheaper than the insurance. Way cheaper than the insurance. I just paid my insurance this morning. Oh, God. Do not get me started. What's going on? It's very expensive. I will leave it at that. It went up quite a bit.
3: Not if you've got USA. All
2: right. <laughs> or a uh,
3: Mary on line one. Hello, Mary.
2: Hi.
0: I was in a bad wreck, and the guy didn't ha- was from some foreign country. He had no insurance, was drunk, and on PCP, and they let him out of jail. So by the time we all went to jail, there was four of us that were involved in the wreck. He was gone. And my insurance fixed my car because it was total. They gave me ne- another one. And they really raised my rates, and it was not my fault. It wasn't, and they raised my rates real bad.
2: I have heard that, Mary, that you can also have your raised, uh, rates rather raised for um, no fault.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, they don't care. I mean, if, if the insurance company has to pay out, yeah, somebody has to pay in. This happened to us, and I'm trying to remember which car, where someone bumped into, it was my son driving my car, and someone bumped into him on State Line Road and everyone said to us, do not turn that in as a claim, even though it was not his fault, you will end up paying higher rates because of it.
3: Lane in DeSoto. Lane, good afternoon. Hello. Hey, how you guys doing today? We're doing well. Thank you for asking.
0: I wanted to touch base with you on this. I got one of these red light tickets similar to, to the scanners and those types of things out in Colorado a number of years ago and did a little bit of digging and one thing is these are often not run by the city but they're run by a contractor who pays the city a commission or a percentage and started digging around the laws in colorado and unless a ticket is issued by a commissioned police officer it wasn't valid so i ignored it never heard anything back never had anything on my license never had anything on my insurance so if you start digging around, unless they've made laws that allow for this type of activity, you're under no obligation to do anything with it in a lot of cases.
3: The argument being that you were not given the ticket by an actual human being. Correct. And that was what it said in the, in the,
0: uh, in the law for Colorado at the time. I, and I'll <laughs> caveat this with it. It was a while back. But you had to be personally issued a ticket by a commissioned police officer. Mine showed up in the mail ostensibly from the city of Denver, but if you read the fine print at the bottom, it was Scott Parks Traffic and Signal Light Enterprises Incorporated.
3: And that allowed you to get out of the ticket?
0: I paid nothing on it, Scott, and never had any correspondence of any kind at all. Good for and you. And they man. had a picture of me running the red light.
3: <laughs> so you did do it. I didn't do a thing. <laughs> okay, yeah, you lie you like a rug. Call
0: from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
4: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
1: You have 47 new voicemails.
4: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
3: All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? You know, every once in a while I like to do the uh, if-you-want-a-feel-old kind of things. Uh, This song, by the way, released 41 years ago. And it has been 20 years today since Justin Timberlake reached across the breast of one Janet Jackson for the worst stunt in a Super Bowl halftime of all time. It was on February 1st, 2004.
2: It did end up coming out in the wash that they had sort of rehearsed it, but it went horribly wrong when it was executed. It was during Super Bowl 38. 38. Do you remember all the people calling in the FCC and demanding that their, you know, children be sent blinders because they were (laughs) completely mortified and uh, people were I think more angry about that nobody saw it than, well it was
3: like a, it was like a second and a half
2: I know I know
3: uh, since then Timberlake has borne the brunt of anger from many who blame him for not supporting Jackson in the aftermath of what
2: became known as Nipplegate yes because his career skyrocketed and hers flatlined. Well, but he was also
3: in his early 20s just leaving know She was on the downward spiral of an
2: 80s career. I'm just saying. He came out
3: on top. Uh, Dave in Liberty. Dave, good afternoon. Hello.
1: Hi, Dave. Hey, Dave. Hey, Dana. Hey, Scott. Hi. Uh, The previous caller that talked about being able to get out of his ticket up in Colorado was absolutely telling the truth. Uh, It was probably back in 2011 up on... In Liberty at 152 in Flintlock, we had those traffic cameras. At night, it would look like a strobe light was going off from people running the yellow light, catching the red, and those flashing cameras were just popping people right and left. And finally, some guy filed suit against the city stating, you cannot prove it was me driving that car. That's right. Therefore, you cannot issue me a ticket. Plus, it was not issued by a an officer that gave it gave it to me in person, and they ended up canceling all those tickets that were given by those traffic cameras. And to this day, those traffic cameras do not catch anything other than traffic. Well, but they but do not issue.
3: But, but, but Dave, not to interrupt you, I beg your pardon. Uh, forgive me. No, but no. but mm-hmm. if you're going to charge me with a crime, which is to say, literally in in the form of charge me for money yeah if you're gonna charge me for a crime you have to prove you have to be able to prove that I committed the crime absolutely if there's not a picture of me
1: go ahead yeah no that's what I'm saying that's why they had to discount Mm -hmm. all those tickets because that guy said yeah you've got to prove it was me how do you know it wasn't a friend of mine how do you know it wasn't my son or my daughter or my wife and they were like yeah, you're right. We can't issue a ticket to a car. You could only issue a ticket to an individual.
2: Ooh, ooh.
4: You disagree
3: with yeah. that?
1: Yeah.
4: Mm. Yeah. Could they issue the ticket on the premise that since you are allowing your friend to drive that car without insurance,
2: Dr- driving, you probably are as well? You, you know driving is a privilege. It is not a right. And I think, have the courts struck down all of the red light cameras? I hope so. Uh,
3: I
4: believe they have. Something about taxation without representation, but I'm really so, not sure. So
3: if 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 and, and this is sort of an apples and oranges argument, you play softball. Okay. Okay. You you got a game tonight. You want to borrow my baseball bat, I loan it to you, you get into an argument with somebody there at the game, you clock them upside the head with the bat. Am I on the hook for that because it's my bat? No, you are.
2: No, that is completely apples and oranges because How?
3: I've committed a crime with something
2: that doesn't belong to me. Driving is a privilege, not a right, Right. that is sanctioned through the state. Softball is not sanctioned through the state. So we are going to give you this license to drive that is a privilege and not a right. Right. And because of that, we can ask certain things in return, namely that you put a tag on it, that you register it through the state, and if you don't, there can be consequences for
3: it. So is my privilege only extended to vehicles that I own, or is my privilege... And, and, and I, I get your point. Driving is a privilege. It's not a right. But is my privilege only good as long as I'm driving a vehicle that I own? What if I'm driving a, a vehicle that somebody else, is, uh, somebody else owns? The ticket goes with the car. Oh, I totally disagree with
4: that.
2: Great point. From- it's, yeah, no, 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 no. Go back. You can't disagree with that. If I don't insure my car properly and you are driving my car and get into a wreck... It is my insurance that has to cough that up. So, I absolutely agree with that. It doesn't matter well, not, who's driving the car. About, I'm not worried about the insurance. We're talking about a ticket. For not having insurance. So if
3: a crime is committed in my house by you, am I on the hook for
2: that? <sighs> that is a complete... Is it? That That is not a good analogy at all.
4: Why? A listener gave us a great one. Please. Parking ticket. Who have I parked it there? Nobody knows. Ticket goes with the car.
2: The ticket goes with the car.
4: I didn't park it there. I can't be ticketed. Well, yeah, you can. You own the car.
2: That's a great point. That's a good argument. I'll give you that one. Because, Scott, if you borrow my car and you get in a wreck, it is my uninsured car that costs all of us. That's why that ticket goes with the car.
3: Hmm. Telephone number here is 913-586-7798. Story here from CNN, the NFL has emphasized that the gambling rules for the teams participating in Super Bowl 58 are no different than any other game, despite the fact that the game is in Las Vegas. The Kansas City Chiefs playing the San Francisco 49ers February 11th, what is perceived to be the gambling capital of the United States, because it is, but despite the myriad of opportunities for players to partake in betting, the NFL stressing this week they would face the normal course of discipline. If they were found to have bet on the game. Quoting here from Jeff Miller, (laughs) the NFL executive vice president of communications. uh, The rules are no different for the participating team's players and other personnel as they would be for any other game. When on business, there is no gambling, whether it be sports gambling or otherwise. And any player, coach, personnel, yours truly, who would be caught or identified gambling at a casino. Would be eligible for disciplinary process.
2: Good. Didn't we just have a PGA player um removed from one of the events last year, Sam? Because they found he had bet on some event that he had nothing what, what, it was a to di- do with. It was a different sport. I'm pretty sure it was a different sport. Like let's say it was like hockey. Yeah. I remember thinking at the mm-hmm. time, what what really? Mm-hmm. I, I've always wondered, like I don't think the players should be able to bet within their own sport, not even on another team. I do not think you should be able I, to I bet within fair. your own sport, and certainly the officials,
4: uh, uh, it, Donahue, it, should it not be able to bet. Two PGA players last October who did bet on other golfing PGA okay. events.
2: Then, I, then I take that back. I don't think you should be allowed to bet within your own sport. You're too close to the the forest and the fire. Let me yes. Ask,
3: let me ask a question. What if the only betting you did within your own sport
4: was in favor of your own team. I had the same thought the other day. Why can't Bill Self bet on the Jayhawks winning every time?
2: Now, if he bets on them
3: losing. So so long as you're not betting on the over-under.
2: Yeah, then that's that's a slippery slope. We're only going to allow certain, like the money line bet? That's all we're going to allow?
3: You you, you allow the players to bet the money line bet. They cannot bet the over-under because they can
2: influence that. No, I don't like it.
4: But the weird thing is, is they could legally look at the over-under beforehand and manipulate it. Obviously, they're not in on it. We've all
2: seen those games. Did you see this last week? One of the players, and it was a pretty big parlay, and my son bet on it, um, had—it was a quarterback. They do um, not—like, when you're talking about rushing yards or passing yards— they don't close that bet until the end of the game, and I asked him why. Like, why, if, if if Patrick Mahomes is already thrown for 100 yards, let's just make it simple, why don't I already win that bet? And my son was explaining to me, because he could be sacked, he could lose yards, right. and then that's taken out of the 100-yard column. There was a player in the last two weeks that was either sacked or something happened at the very end, and it changed the entire
3: mm-hmm. bet for mm-hmm.
2: everyone by one yard and I'm dumb uh, I've already defeated my own argument it, it,
3: even if you were let to let them just do the the, the straight up uh-uh. uh negative one you know two and a half favorite if I'm the kicker right and let's say that the Chiefs are a two and a half point favorite to win which they're not actually they're not underdog. dog right. but I'm just I'm just speaking uh, facetiously uh we're it's now we're, we're up by two yep I'm the kicker going in for the extra point. Yep. I'm going to shank that thing right to the right if I bet against Correct. them.
4: Correct. Well, yeah, they absolutely couldn't bet on the spread.
3: Yeah, you can't bet, you can't bet the spread. You can't do the over-under. And, and, and
2: letting them in just that tiny little cracked window.
3: No,
4: you're right.
2: You guys are right. Op- opens it to all nope. of it.
4: Give an inch, they'll take a mile.
3: You guys are right. I was wrong. Uh, Dana Wright, Sam Stevie,
2: uh, 913-586-7798. We have some crazy updates in the stack today. Uh, The Independence Bridge is getting sort of a makeover, which makes me sad because we do enjoy passing those stories along to you once a week when someone smashes into it. Uh, We will talk about that straight ahead and a little bit of an update in the case involving the three men uh, found dead up north. We will get to that coming up on Dana and Park. Stick with us.
3: Little controversy in Japan, an ethnically homogenous country with very low levels of immigration, after a Ukrainian born woman was crowned Miss Nippon. Nippon being the Japanese name for Japan.
2: Wow. She's white. Oh. Okay. Oh, she is
3: white as white gets. Okay. A white woman has been declared Miss Nippon, uh, and it is not going over well in Japan. Her name is Carolina. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, she moved to Japan when she was five years old, speaks fluent Japanese, but she was born in Ukraine, and she is as white as white gets.
2: Okay, do not laugh at my transition here, but can we talk about Michael Jackson for a second? <laughs> wow. I watched the biopic that you told us to watch about the making of We Are the World.
3: Uh, The Greatest Night in Pop on Netflix. It is
2: phenomenal. It's on Netflix. Um, Scott covered all of the main points and- I'm glad that you did. It didn't take anything away from it. I probably uh, told too much about uh, an, it, yeah. an hour, 30 minutes of your time, and I really, really enjoyed looking back at all of the stars that came together well, to, to put fun. that together. It was fun, wasn't it? But now onto the controversy. When we had heard mumblings about this uh, about a year ago, Miles Teller confirms through his agent they are negotiating his role uh, in Michael Jackson... And I think he's been tapped to play a lawyer or someone else. Oh, thank but God. I, I, I thought you were gonna say no, Michael Jackson. No, I there is some uh controversy over the person that was tapped to play the lead role. Um, Who wasn't it? it like a year ago they said it was going to be someone that wasn't black? Yeah, I do you not remember that, Sam? Looking now. they, they it, it sort of leaked out about a year ago that they were looking at actors from a wide variety of well, ethnic backgrounds.
3: Let, let's be honest. At the end of his life,
2: Michael Jackson didn't exactly have black he, he did not look the skin. way he did 20 years prior. He looked white. Um, the film will follow the late King of Pop from his early days as a member of Jackson 5. Through to his career-defining triumphs as a solo artist. Um, uh,
4: this says Jafar
2: Jackson is going to play okay. Michael Jackson. Now, is that are they related? Is that his nephew or something like that? He actually really look look at this. Jafar Jackson. He looks like him.
3: Yeah, he does. But Sam, oh is he gosh. going to play
2: him throughout the entire movie, or they're going to have to have like a child actor for the uh, Jackson Five, Michael? Giuliano Valdi is playing
4: young Michael.
3: Okay, good. Uh, Jafar Jackson is Jermaine Jackson's son.
2: Wow. Uh, Coleman Domingo will play Joe Jackson, and Neil Long will play Catherine Jackson. Well, he really does look like Michael. Doesn't he? Freakishly. Good. Well, I'm glad they found someone that not only is a family member, but actually looks like him. Because so, so, Can you imagine them giving that to me? Because there was, I am telling you talk... A year ago that it was going to go to a white person, a white actor. Um, I thought, Oh what, God. Is there a name for the movie? I think it's just called Michael. Michael. Okay. Yeah. 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 Is it going to be like a theatrical release or cinematic release? It is going to be a mega biopic, just like we saw with but on streaming or Presley theaters? and with Priscilla. Okay. Uh, theaters. Oh, oh good. No, theaters. Good. Uh,
3: Johnny Manziel is pumping the brakes on any talk that he is making an NFL comeback. Uh, the former Browns quarterback who played for two seasons before flaming out of the league in 2016, addressing recent fan speculation after he was seen wearing a Dolphins hat in a a photograph. Manziel writing on Twitter, uh, absolutely not. My time for football has came and went. That's bad English. Uh, I just love Tua and Mike McDaniel, so I'm always going to show support.
4: Uh, The fact that those rumors even started is kind of laughable.
3: How old is he now? He is... Let's see, he was drafted in 2016, he was 21. You want to talk about documentaries
2: to watch? So was, I, I he, don't even be, know I can say be, that. He'd be 29. Did you watch the. Um, what's that series called, Sam? I always forget it. It's The Greatest Sports Stories 30 Untold. 30. Oh, yeah. Untold. Untold. That's right. If you just go and Google Untold when you get home, search Untold, there are probably what, 20 what? different sports stories under the umbrella of Untold. It's like 30 for 30. And the one about. But what, what streaming services? Oh, uh, Netflix, I think. The one Uh, about... Untold Johnny Football. Manziel is outstanding. Why?
4: (sighs) Because you get to learn all of the inner workings of what went down while he was in college and why he became so... How
2: do you lose everything? How are you the number one pick that everyone is talking about and it just all goes away?
3: Uh, Arrogance, cockiness, alcohol abuse... Uh, Drug abuse. And he will say, he sits down
2: for the, mm-hmm. the documentary. He will say hmm. all of those things.
3: Dan Weinbaum's got the news coming up in two minutes. Sam Stevie the Third, Dana Wright, here on KMBZ.
2: Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com.
3: All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the
4: best podcast of all time?